Welcome to the Chainbreaker Entrepreneur Podcast. This is the place where we refocus and re-energize so that we can break through everything that holds us back from greatness in life, business, and parenting. I'm Rochelle Bohannon, transformational business coach, life energizer, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and mama of two. Each week, I'll bring you conversations, spirited strategies, and practical tools that will help you bring your soul back into balance and get out of your own way so that you can create the impact and the income that you know you're meant for. Are you feeling like you're coming home? Let's do this. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Chainbreaker Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I am so excited to bring you this episode. I have been playing around with the idea of having people on the podcast, feeling really, really called to do it, but not in a traditional way. So not in a way that's, you know, me necessarily interviewing other people. And it hit me about a week ago that I wanted to do, I wanted to bring people on and have just real conversations with them. And this interview is so, so special and powerful because it is with somebody who I adore and who I met uh, late last year, late in 2018 and early 2019. Stephanie and I are a part of a mastermind, a year-long mastermind all year this year. So we have connected, gotten so close this year in our businesses, but also in our lives as moms. We are both moms. She is a mom of four. I am a mom of two, almost three. So uh, mom life is something that is really, 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 uh, it's, it's a big, big part of the way that we run our businesses, right? And so I thought about, you know, what I wanted this conversation to look like. And I really just wanted it to be us jamming out about motherhood and business and really how we're navigating the intersection of both of those really super important foundational parts of our lives. Um, We talk a lot about mom guilt. We talk about, we had a really great conversation about how we both hid behind other businesses, network marketing specifically, uh, before we really fully both stepped into our calling, which is what we're currently doing now. Uh, we talked about how we manage our time, how we find rhythm and routines, how we stay sane in the chaos. We also talked about how we navigate our relationships with our husbands, our businesses with our husbands. We both have a very different experience, but there's so much common ground that we both have found in that little part of the conversation. And we also do- like dove into some of the most powerful lessons that we've learned and the, the most powerful places and sources of our growth, especially this year in particular, um, that we've learned while we've been running our businesses successfully while also being home with our baby. So like I said, this interview is so special and so powerful. And Stephanie is amazing and incredible. I encourage you. I will put all of her info in the show notes so that you can go and follow her and connect with her as well. I cannot wait to dive in and I would love to get some of your feedback on this episode and just continue this conversation around business and motherhood and how to navigate the intersection of both because they are both so important for our happiness and ultimately our success. So I hope you enjoy and I will see you on the other side of the episode. Yeah. 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 I agree. Well, good. So let's dive into it. Let's get into it. All right. So motherhood and business, right? Uh, how do you juggle it, girl? What do you... I'm going to ask you the same thing. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the coolest thing. Like when we met, I was like, oh, I have two kids. She has four. Clearly, we are going to 
like connect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was the coolest part of when we joined Brian and Chris's mastermind was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, cause I knew at that time I wasn't pregnant yet. No. So I was like, oh, like I, I like, let me have some more kids and do this. Cause she's doing it, right? <laughs> um, for me, when anybody ever asks me that, I'm always just like, I just decided mm. because decision. It never felt like there've always been moments where I'm like, there's not enough time or those thoughts do creep in because I'm a human being yeah. and we're working with limited time, obviously. But I'm actually really grateful that I started my business as a mom and not before I was a mom because mm. I don't know anything different. I and love that. Yeah. So I'm like, well, and in theory, like my husband and I have conversations too. We're like, wouldn't this have been so easier? And we're like, yeah, that's not the way it worked. So no, no, not the way it worked at all. So for me, it's always been, it's been, I think it's actually made me a really smart, as far as time goes, really smart with my time Mm. and really uh, more of not always really efficient, but more efficient than I think I would have been otherwise if I had done this without kids in the beginning. Oh, absolutely agree. Yeah. 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 Um, and so when people ask me and and I often have the mom that says, well, I have two kids and she's got four, so I can totally do this. And I'm like, good, more power to you. If that's how I'm inspiring you, great, do it. Um, but yeah, no, I tell people it's by the grace of God. Um, but I always wanted four kids. Like I, four was my number. My husband was done with two and I was like, well, you have to prevent them. And clearly he didn't. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and now everybody says, well, what about number five? Is five coming? And I go, well, you know, if five showed up, cool. But do I, am I actively pursuing five? No. Yeah. But if number five showed up, cool. It would just be the more the merrier because we've got a groove. Um, Yeah. We have a system. Same kind of thing. I have to be insanely efficient with the time that I have because there are four little ones that are, you know, vying for my attention constantly. So, yeah. Um, but once you, so it's a juggle and with each child, it's like, okay, now how do we make it work this time? But then they just, they just fall into the rhythm because you already have the rhythm. And so exactly how I felt from one to two, which I know two to three will have its own whatever. And I'm sure with you each time it was the same, but it was just like, they fall, we, you fall into it. It, it didn't yeah. really feel harder to have multiple kids, you know, when I, cause when I started, it was just the one, mm-hmm. it was just, I just found the new normal and found the new flow and the rhythm and the routine in any given day or moment. And it was, it, I didn't think about it as being this challenge. Even it was just part of the process part of life. Yeah. Now, how old are your two little ones? They're, they're going to be, so they're two and a half and four and a half. Well, they'll be okay. five and three in a couple months. So, okay. okay. Yeah. So, and it's every season is so different too, right? Yeah. Like you'll, you'll have a great month or two where you find this flow and then something will change and yeah. you navigate it. And it's just, it's never been an option not to navigate it too. So it's just like, it's never really been a problem. It's just been like a challenge in a really good yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, no. definitely a challenge. Um, and I find that, and I just give myself grace during each season. So yeah. like, I know we're gearing up for a really busy fall because my daughter made a top travel team and there's going to be a lot of soccer games. I now have, I'm going to have three kids playing soccer this fall. Thank God we're like two miles from where they all play. 
Yeah. But you know, I, I don't sign myself up for stuff that I can't do alone because my husband does travel so much. Yep. And so I know there's going to be carpooling. I know that there's going to be, you know, a missed child occasionally. Mom's going to drop the ball somewhere at some <laughs> point, right? Like it happened last fall and I was in like total tears. I dropped my daughter off for a birthday party and I was convinced that it ended at like 4.30. And the dad called me at like four o'clock and he was like, um, Evelyn's still here. And I was like, oh, it, it didn't end at 4.30? He's like, no, definitely ended at 4. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm the worst mom. So as long as it's not like the little kids that I forget about, like the yeah. older two, you know, they know mom's cell phone number. They can call me if something happens. But yeah. <laughs> something I want to know is I want to know about, and I say the moment with air quotes, but like when – where were you in your in motherhood when you decided to start and grow a business? How old so were your kids? I, um, I want to know. I want to know all that. And the by the moment, I mean the season of your life. Like what was okay. that? Like? All right. So I actually did a lot of network marketing companies. Uh, we came back from Sicily in 2012, and um, we had to readjust because our pay changed drastically from living overseas to coming back here. And I started a PhD program and I was teaching online and I was like, okay, well, I want to do something that involves like adults, <laughs> right? Yeah. When can I have an adult conversation? And so I did a bunch of, I was like a serial MLMer. Like yeah. I was in it for like three months and like went through all my friends and family and then like switched to the next one. It was terrible. Thank God for my friends and family. Right. Um, and then it was right. I actually started my coaching business, the official coaching business, like right after my two-year-old was born okay, because yeah. I was still part of Beachbody at that time. And I was convinced that Beachbody was my thing and I was going to make that grow and I was going to make millions with it. And then in, a in like a week's period, I had a bunch of people say, are you sure that's the business for you? And I was like, yeah, I love fitness. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I love the business. I love their shakes. I will do it all day long. Like I still drink their shakes and do their workouts because it's just, yeah, I love it now, totally. but I don't sell it air quotes. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, and then I remember it was in the middle of the night. I woke up to, it was like 2am. I woke up to this voice or this whatever that said, uh, you're using Beachbody as a crutch. You need to start your own business. Yeah. And I went, no, I'm good. <laughs> For like a solid week, I kept saying, no, 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 I'm good. I don't need to do this. I can totally make Beachbody work. I don't need it. I don't need it. And then I just succumbed to it. And I was like, okay, well, what does this look like? And so it's funny to have, you know, to, to tell people that story. Cause they're like, Okay. So it didn't come naturally to me. Like I probably would still be trying to struggle my way through Beachbody had I not had like, we'll call it divine intervention, right? <laughs> Literal divine intervention. Literal divine intervention. I uh, love that. Yeah. I love that. And I had the same thought, uh, not when I was in network marketing, but as I was moving out of network marketing into my fit for mom franchise, 
and I was building that and I, I had members and I, and I loved teaching. I loved using my voice. It really helped me activate my voice. And I think network marketing does the same for a lot of people. You figure out how to tell your story and how to get people pumped up and take action and get excited and all that. So it's so it's, you know, network marketing and other businesses too can be great gateway, gateway drugs, I guess you could say. <laughs> like then I was running the Fit for Mom franchise and I was like, same thing. I, one day I was, I sat down and I was like, I'm hiding behind this. Like I'm hiding behind this. I know what I really want to do and I'm not doing it. Cause I think this is the thing that's going to help me like get there. But that's not, I'm ignoring the bigger, the bigger calling, the bigger picture, the bigger message here. So I love that you said that. Yeah, no. And it, and my business, I, and I've even avoided parts of my business. Um, you know, for a long time, I avoided stepping into being a business coach yep. because I, compared myself to all the business coaches that I had. And I was like, I can't even mount to that. Like, that's not a thing. And then again, same sort of thing, like divine intervention. I, I mean, I'll remember, I remember it very specifically. I was standing by the coffee maker. I don't drink coffee, but for whatever reason I was standing there and uh, my higher self or whoever it was said, uh, no, you need to coach moms and their businesses. And I was like, I don't want to. And they were like, no, 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 you're still playing too small. Get out of your own way. And I was like, okay. I think it's funny. Cause I kind of expect that to just keep happening. Yeah. And it's like, you're not stepping into this new and sometimes you don't know it. Right. Like I wrote an entire book that was based on my health journey when I subconsciously, I didn't really recognize what I, that I wanted to write the book that was really more about stepping into the life that you dream about. Right. Mm. Totally come. But it was, yeah. and I didn't know it, but subconsciously there was something off about it. And when I put it out there, I didn't really want to talk about it. Cause I was like, that wasn't the full story. That wasn't <laughs> really what was supposed to come out. That was just like hiding behind, Oh, I conquered this health journey. Like I'm qualified for that. And totally a time and place for talking about that. Right. But it like, there's more, there's always like another step that you're, yeah. yeah. you're going to hide behind things. Yeah. Like, no. And we totally get just enough. And when we get comfortable, it's like, Oh no, no, no here's the next step. And you're yeah. like, no, 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 but I just got comfortable there. Yeah. Well, that's the point. Yeah. That is the yeah. point. That's, that's where the magic happens. I think too, is when you're like, okay, I can step in, I can do that. And then each time it doesn't necessarily get totally easier, but you're you just like, oh, I've done this before. I know what this yeah, is. Yeah. You just learn to expect it. You're like, okay, what's the next one? Okay. I just did that hurdle. Cool. This is a great yeah. one. We got this. Yeah. 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 Totally yeah. understand that. So now you and your husband have had businesses together. Yeah. So how was that navigating? I'm always insane. curious. It was insane. <laughs> I mean, we're coming out of it right now. Um, we're in a season where we're doing a lot of reflecting on how the past, like few, pretty much the whole time we've been parents, our brother, our son was six, not even six months old. And we had just moved in to, we owned a condo before that we bought the bigger house. Like we were supposed to, he had a, you know, six figure sales job. I was home with the baby and we moved in and we were decorating and it was one night, like Brezen was asleep or something. And we looked at each other and we were like, we're not supposed to live here. Like we're supposed to, we were, we moved inland. We moved away from the beach, not like 20 yeah. minutes, but, yeah. really like that far. but it was just that moment. And so pretty much the whole time we've been parents, we, we started a few side bit, like side, you know, side hustles with, um, when he was in his corporate job. And then our Amazon business is what ended up, he ended up getting fired from his job 
um, probably because he, but the universe was like, here you go. You you'll never you won't jump soon enough on your own. So here it is. And so we've, it's all we've known as being parents too. So it's been really, um, messy, but mm-hmm. we've tried to be as intentional, but we're in a season right now where we're, we do it. We're doing a lot of reflecting on how the last, you know, four or five years have been. And now we're running our own businesses. So we've taken all that we've learned in growing a business together and we're kind of, we're not like separating, but it's like, we're kind of, we're really using that time being on our own business wise to reflect on our relationship and, you know, wanting to work together again in the future and just really trying to learn and just reflect, reflect, we're doing a lot of reflection in our, in our life and our, in our marriage, but it's been really, um, just messy. We've just been a lot, a lot of the like throwing spaghetti at the wall, figuring out what works, what doesn't, you know, us both wanting to be like present parents mm-hmm. and, but then also talk about business when our kids don't want us to talk about business, you know, and just really navigating what it looks like to be a parent and an entrepreneur and do doing those at the same time. It's been a really, but when people ask me, I'm like, it's been crazy. It's been nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's, but also it's, again, it's like, we don't know anything different. So it's, it's been, it's helped us become really strong now at this point in not just as business owners, but as parents too. Yeah. Do you find it easy to switch off from business mode into motherhood mode? That's something that we, what we as parents too are getting um, really a lot better at, I would say in this last year. But, um, I have been in the last year and a half or so really getting more intentional in like the, the workspace that I have available for me and just being smarter in it and, Mm. and really understanding that that's enough time too. like the time that I carve out, uh, for the, until recently it was all nap time. It still is nap time, you know, the nap time hustle or early mornings for me too, but you know, Feeling like that's enough is a really challenging thing, especially when you're a mom, because you're never you're, you're gonna want to never feel like it's enough. But for me, it's just been telling myself like this is plenty. Like I can do this in this amount of time, and you know, just checking in. And, and one of the best, I don't even know who gave me this advice or where I heard it. It was probably on a podcast or something. But it was, you know, wherever you're at, be all there. Mm-hmm. And um, it's you can't do that perfectly, obviously. But if you're gonna carve out, you know, two hours at nap time to work on your business go all in, be all there. And if you're going to, you know, carve out three hours in the morning to take your kids to the museum or whatever, be all there. And and you're not going to do that perfectly every single day, but really tapping into that has been really helpful for me as far as any sort of switching on and off goes, you know, and, and I could plan a day where I'll take the kids out for a couple hours and I'll just really, I won't be on my phone or, you know, I'll just really be with them. And then I don't feel as bad if maybe they don't take a nap and I'm just enforcing quiet time and they're trying to, but there's things I have to do, you know? And so that helps, that helps a lot with the guilt for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mom guilt. That's a, I can kill you. Right. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I, um, I, and it was, it was my, my oldest daughter. It was probably about four years ago. I was in the process of writing my dissertation, but I was also trying to, to grow the MLM and yeah. she looked at me from across my desk and at my at that time my desk was in the now dining room so i was smack dab in the middle of the house right mm-hmm. and she looked at me and she said mommy why are you always on your computer and i was like 
oh no. <laughs> and so in that moment, I was like, okay, I really, cause I wasn't even doing anything. I was like checking my email again for the 900th time that day. Right. Yeah. And so I, from that day, like I was like, okay, this is work time. This is family time. And yep. sometimes I'll get inspiration that hits me, but I'll make a quick note in my phone and I'll come back to it when I'm doing the nap time hustle. And I've been doing the nap time, quiet time hustle for 12 years now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy to think that, but even when my older two were little, I was in school and so I used that afternoon nap time hustled to get my schoolwork done. So no, yeah. I wasn't growing a business at that time, but I was doing schoolwork. So I had to be very diligent with the time that I had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, and I love, I love that I can shut off the business mode and be present with them. Like in the morning, we'll go to the water park for a few hours and I feel bad for all the moms that are carrying their phones around. I'm like put your phone down. Yeah. Your kid's not going to care if you don't get a picture of them at the water park today. It'll yeah. be all right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And I found myself in a place where we would go out as a family even, and I would just want to get a picture for content. Right. And you're just like, you get to that point and you're just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And like to be obsessed about the shot. If it happens, like if we take a family photo and it's a good one, you know, whatever, like I'll post it. But that's not the point of going out and being together. Oh, yeah. No. And it, it's right. It's not for a pretty photo. No, 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 no. Like if I get a good photo, cool. Even if I don't get a good photo, I'm like, I don't care. We have crazy faces in that. And this is real life. I will post it. Like my Christmas picture, my husband was gone. And it was a picture of my kids literally running out of the picture Those because the they didn't want it. Those are the best. And I was like, I would love to post like the good one, but this is real life. And yes. you just see the three of them. The baby was on my hip, but the three of them are just darting out of the picture. I'm like, all right, well, that's yes. real life. They were done taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. And when you, it's like when you're so passionate about building your business too, and trying to figure it all out, it's so easy to get caught up in just being consumed by it. But then that's exhausting. It becomes so exhausting. And then your creative energy is just, and that's been like one of my biggest lessons is just realizing that I want to continue to do and do and do and do, but, and I want to resist any sort of break or rest or any of those words. I want to resist those so hard. But if I just give a little bit of space for myself, mm -hmm. it opens up so much more for me, not only to be better in my business, but like most importantly, to be a good human being and a good mom and yeah. happy in that role too, because the whole point of this is to be with your kids when you want right. that possibility and to be there, you know, for their sports and their all the things. And so if you're not checking in with that and actually asking yourself if the the business actions that you're taking or the, the obsession that you have with your business, which can be healthy in certain times, right? that's not aligning with how you want to show up as a mom and as a human and as a wife and a friend and all the ways, then what, what's the point? You might as well not have your business because- right feel crappy what like whatever yeah you know? and not only that but like I feel like it waters down the value yep so like yes I could sit and be on my phone for eight hours a day but who am I serving at that point zero nobody people. right I'm serving zero people by being on my phone for eight hours a day and yeah. for a long time I believed that my kids were the reason my business wasn't growing 
I don't know if you went through that phase at all, but I was like, you know, I, I would check and I'd see all these coaches who just had, they're like, Oh, I'm working like 60, 80 hours a week. And, and I just made, you know, $50,000 this month. And I was like, well, is my business not going to grow because I can't put in that time? But then I flipped it on its head and I was like, Oh no, 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 it is going to grow, but it's going to be on my time Yeah, because I'm not going to. And I remember, you know, the MLMs really push this you hustle now, you get the payoff later. Yep. And I was like, but my kids are young. I mean, some of them were young and some of them were in the mid, you know, I've got a spread. So I couldn't say, well, let me hustle for two years and neglect my 10 year old because these are the times he's going to remember. Yeah. And hope that the baby doesn't pay attention to the fact that she's nursing again in front of the camera. Right. (laughs) So I that never felt good to me to say, well, I'm going to put in an insane amount of work right now and wait for it to pay off later. Yeah. Um, I, I never wanted that. I feel like that way of thinking just doesn't align with motherhood, with the journey of motherhood, parenthood, whatever you want to call it. Like there's a, there are seasons in your business where you have to work harder, where you have to do do more, like you're in a launch or whatever. Like there are, it's, it's not that it's going to be all perfectly mapped out and you're always going to find, have your be in flow and, you know, have this rhythm and all that. But that, that, that mentality of like hustle now and then reap the reward later is just, that doesn't align with how I Not only that, but my question is how do you turn that off? Yeah. So if you grow your business in that state of mind, and you maybe you do it for a year and 18 months. How do you not go into that mindset then being like, well, I can only work two hours a day? I mean, I feel like it, you'd almost have to retrain yourself yeah. to be like, well, I'm still adding value even though it's two hours and not 12 hours. Yeah. And so I think, I think we're actually coming out on top here as moms doing the nap time hustle, because we've trained ourselves to go, okay, we're making five, 10, $15,000 a month working seven to 10, 15 hours a week. Right. And then when our kids are in school, we can go, well, awesome. Now we only need to work two hours a day. Yeah, definitely. Because if if you're coming in at the reverse, it's like, you're actually never going to be satisfied with, you're going to continue you're always going to constantly be thinking that there's like something farther off in the distance that you can enjoy. Whereas like you can build things that you can enjoy now. And, you know, more, and I've talked a lot about this recently, just in conversations, you know, around goals are amazing and great, but it's like, you have to, you know, if you're going to work your ass off or hustle or whatever you want to call it, like you have to hustle for the feelings that are in the present moment Mm -hmm. too. And in the, the, the smaller seasons of your business, not just that end goal or that end result, because even if you, if, and when you do hit that result, you're still not going to be happy. You're still right. going to, you're going to think, you're going to think that there's more to do or more to achieve, or you're going to hit it. And then it's going to feel so empty and you're yeah. going to be like, and it, oh, yeah, not enjoying the journey at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's just, a big lesson too, is just to really sink into, for me, it's just like, how can I enjoy this more? Obviously not every minute. That's <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't love motherhood every minute? I mean, there were sentences that came out of my mouth yesterday that I was like, why, why, 
do I have to tell you not to drink water out of the dog's dish? Why is that sentence coming out of my mouth still? Yeah, no, yeah. But it's like, if you're not enjoying, if you're not, you know, sinking into how to just, and enjoy it maybe isn't the right word all the time too, but just like be there in the moment and not think that you're going to be happy or fulfilled or satisfied when you're hitting X, Y, Z goals. And only then, you know, it has to be, it has to be like dispersed a little bit better throughout your days, weeks, months, and years even too. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've learned a lot from working with a coach is that, you know, when you can embrace those feelings, when you're not making any money, then it makes that money come faster. Not only that, but it makes that money even more enjoyable because it's not from that scarcity lack mindset. It's from, okay, shoot, there's no money in the bank this week, but that's okay. I'm going to serve. I'm going to help my clients to the best of my ability. And I know that when I dip into service, that they're just going to get so much more. And that's going to help me as well. Yeah. Because I mean, the service, that's the mission. That's the core of why you're doing what you're doing, why we're all doing what we're all doing, right? Is So if you get so caught up in the the worry or the fear of the money or the, it's not happening fast enough, then you're blocking so much of it. And just to think back into, well, why did you want to start this? Like what I talked about is, is, you know, motherhood, like a question I've been asking myself a lot over the last year and a half, really, like I would say maybe even two years is how do I want to do this? Like, how do I want it to feel like as far as in my, in my schedule as a mom and my, you know, in my, in my home life and my family life, but also for the people that I really want to help, which is why I started my business. You know, I didn't start my business just so I could make X, Y, Z amount of money. That was totally a big driver too. And I'm super unapologetic about that. But at the core of it all, I was, I just want to help people. And yeah. so when you're connecting from that, because you're, you know, getting caught up in the logistics or the goal that you want to hit, it's, that's where a lot of people I think get, like, why isn't this happening? And myself included, this happens to right. me too. <laughs> happening. And it's like, Oh, because you need to reconnect back into why you're doing what you're doing Um, from a parent standpoint, from a, a a coach standpoint or whatever it is that you do. And, um, and also just from like how you want to show up in the world for all. I feel like I get that reminder a lot. Like, Ah. you know, let's tune it back into what is the real reason that we're having this sales conversation, right? It's not because there'll be a big payout for me at the end. It's because I really want to help them reach their goals and their dreams. Yeah. So you made me think of something, but I'd love to know what currently, maybe not currently, what do you think has been your biggest obstacle and your biggest victory when it came, when it's come to growing a business with babies? Ooh, um, getting present, like be, being able to, again, not be so caught up in goals or being ambitious. Like I've, I've always identified as a really ambitious person. Like I have goals, I'm, you know, whatever. And that serves me really well, obviously. But then it also brings me to those points where I hit the goal or I do the thing and there's still this empty feeling. And I'm like, why? And so really understanding that everything I want in order, as far as like feeling good, feeling accomplished, feeling happy and fulfilled and 
and fun. Like fun is a, like a core desired feeling of mine and mm-hmm. it, it needs to be in pretty much everything I do. And if it's not there, then I, it's, if it's not there with my kids, if it's not there with my clients, like it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. Something feels off. And so allowing myself to come more into the present moment, which is so hard for me, challenging. I don't really like the word hard, but it's really yeah. <laughs> been like that. I like want to resist it so, so much. And uh, just getting present again, when I'm with my kids, even if I only have, you know, 10 minutes available before I have to go make dinner, just say, okay, like I'll play Legos with you for 10 minutes and letting that be good enough in that moment. And the same applies to my business. You know, that two hours at nap time that I have or hour sometimes, or really zero because my two year old's like, mommy, I'm not sleeping, you know, and <laughs> around the corner, it's like, it's just being present. Like what can I, what's available for me now? What can I do? What can I experience? What can I make this? Um, or how can I make this, you know, just feel good in that moment. Um, and, and allowing myself to really explore that has been really, really big for, for me so hard, but so big in my business over the last, you know, six plus months, really for sure. Yeah. What about you? So my biggest one for sure has been celebrating. Mm. Um, I struggle with keeping it in the moment. I mean, similar, kind of the same thing, Um, but celebrating the steps to get to that goal. Right. So like, I know to hit this big goal, I've got to take 12 steps. Right. And if I'm still on step two, I'm like, well, shoot, like crap, step two, like step two is not step 12. Why the hell can't I get to step 12? And so I have, I struggle with it. it, I've gotten much better at it. Like I will celebrate little things. We have a dance party anytime. Like I have a great discovery call now, even if a client doesn't sign up, I have a great dance after it. It's not a great dance. I'm not a great dancer, but I celebrate in the moment, the fact that that was an amazing call and I served that person the best I could, whether I landed a client or not. Yeah. And so I've had to get really conscious of celebrating the steps along the way to the big goal because even, I mean, even when I was working on my PhD, I really resisted celebrating the actual graduation. Crazy. Because I was like, okay, cool. Like I just finished my PhD, but what's the next thing? Like, yeah, I checked it off the box. Give me the next thing. And my coach at the time was like, no, you need to celebrate the crap out of this. Like you finished a PhD with four kids, like nonetheless. And, but I remember like right after I had defended, successfully defended my dissertation, I had friends ask me what the next step was. Yeah. And I was like, um, having a baby in two weeks. Can can I like just enjoy the fact that I'm officially done with school for a couple weeks before another baby shows up? But it was, it's definitely been something I've had to get really conscious about is celebrating along the way and not just checking it off the box and moving to the next thing. Yeah. So that resonates with me so much. I'm, I mean, you know already too about me is you just feel like, go, like, let's go. Let's, what's the next thing? Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm excited. And then you're not allowing yourself to just sink into how amazing you are and how far you've come up until this exact point in time. And right. it's just, you're like so caught up in the future and, you know, getting the now is, 
is um, so available to us here. And I think we like, it's right now it's right in front of us. And we forget that because we're, you know, a lot of us are, you know, planning and going for the future, but a lot of us are worried about the future too. And right. so, and that's, and that's something I've, I've started to pay attention to, even in my affirmations, it was always like, whatever the, and I, I reflected on this just a couple of weeks ago, my affirmations were still future tense. Yeah. And I was like, well, no wonder I don't feel it yeah. <laughs> right? because I'm still saying I will instead yeah. of I am. And I was like, okay, all right, yeah. let's, let's get this show on the road here this yeah. way. Um, so that's, that's fun. So fun. It's great to plan, but it's so, we get so caught up in all the planning and the dreaming and the, you know, scheming in the best way, but it's, you know, yeah, getting present. I love, I love that. The celebrating too. That's always tricky for me to actually acknowledge what I'm, what I'm accomplishing now or what I have accomplished. My husband and I actually used to, it made me think of my husband and I used to have goals in our Amazon business. And we're like, when we hit this goal, we're going to go to sushi and we're going to go do that, you know, things that we didn't do often. And then we were like, well, that's stupid because we want sushi now. <laughs> no, like, that's so silly, but it's like, and so we started scaling back our celebrate, like, or scaling back our goals. And we started selling, yeah. celebrating those smaller wins in a bigger way. And we still do this now. And it's, it's, it taught us a lot because we were, we waited like months to go have sushi, like two or three months to go have sushi one time. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. And sushi's not like a big thing, but it was just that, it was that thing mm-hmm. holding on to. And we're like, what if we just celebrate this? We just, like, we just accomplished this. So why don't we just go celebrate that? And that we want to celebrate with sushi. Right. So that's something that we, yeah, we were holding out and we we're like, this yeah. is insane. Yeah, that was that was something that I had to um, reframe as well. That idea of being successful, mm-hmm. because I remember when my when we came back from Sicily. This is really when all the shit hit the fan, and I found myself totally overwhelmed, anxious, struggling with depression, and I had to redefine what success meant to me each day. Because I was falling into bed utterly exhausted, having felt like I accomplished nothing and not looking forward to doing it all over again. Mm-hmm. So I went from having my husband home full time for three years to our first year back stateside. He was gone 270 days out of that first calendar year. Gosh. And so it was a real, like, huge adjustment because all of a sudden I had a partner. And then I had a partner like maybe a couple times a month, right? (laughs) And so I had to re-identify myself because I wasn't, I mean, yes, I was still the wife and I was still the mom, but then I had this open space where I was me and I didn't like me at all at that time. And so I I did, I had to redefine success and I, and I help my clients with that still because we'll fall into bed totally exhausted. And you're like, well, shit, I got to do it again tomorrow. But when you define your success as something as simple as I made somebody smile today, or, you know, I wasn't an asshole while I was driving. Right. (laughs) You know? Um, And, and so then you can go to bed and you feel better about yourself. So you're excited to do it again the next day. Yeah. Um, 
and it, you know, and, and it's defining your success based off of things you can actually control okay. as opposed to saying, okay, well, let me define success off this arbitrary thing that everybody and their mother can control. Yeah. Um, and so that was really helpful to me as well when I was struggling with my identity, really. Yeah. I think that's the thing, like the thing about success is we, it's like this big thing in our head and the daily, like, what does it look like for you right now in your life, in the season of your life? And that's like, that's why it's something that I love to work with my clients too, because, um, and one of the, one of the ones that's standing out right now is one of my clients, she like her, we, we identified that one of her biggest definitions of success, given where she was at in her business and starting and growing and building her business was to not get so agitated with her kids when she was on social media or posting to social media or whatever. And that's such that hit home for me, you know, that that's it hits home for all of the moms. Absolutely. Yeah. And we ended up like really helping her intentionally. Was it perfect? No, but like really intentionally having, you know, working toward having more days that didn't involve her freaking out on her kids. And then you know, going into that guilt spiral and all of that. So it's like, it's not always just about the monetary success or having a certain amount of people in your programs or having a certain amount of clients or whatever. It's a lot of times it's, success is how you're, you're living at, in, in your daily life. And especially when you have kids, it's, you know, how do you want this all to feel and how do you want this all to coexist? And, um, it's easy to overlook that. Cause you're like, Oh, that's the goal. There's a goal. Like I want to make this amount of money a month and that's perfect too, but you're going to hit that amount. And if you're yeah. not, paying attention to these other parts of the things that make up success too, not just money or income that then again, you're going to feel empty and you're going to feel like there's something missing or like you're doing something wrong or, you know, what's this all for? Yeah. 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 That's, um, that's really good that you mentioned that too, because there's, there's so many times that my clients in the past have said, well, I just want the kids to sit. (laughs) Just give me five freaking minutes. Right. And I'm like, you've got to you've got to train your kids to do that. Yeah. You know, I tell my kids regularly and at one point this is going to come back and bite me in the ass, but I tell them that there's one of me and there's four of them. So I can't do everything for everybody at the same time. And I'm waiting for the day when my husband comes home from work and I'm tied to a chair because they've realized <laughs> that there's four of them and one of me. But I also remind them regularly that this is my first time being their mom. Yeah. And this is their first time being my kids. So we've got to give each other some grace when it comes to this. So if mom starts to lose her cool, maybe you should pay attention, right? But it also, I also am now really aware of, okay, why am I losing my cool? Because a lot of the time it doesn't even have to do with the kids. Mm. It's got to do with the internal dialogue that's going on in my head or I'm hungry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. Like it's, I, there'll be times where I'm starting at my temper is short and I can feel it. And I'm like, I'm hungry. I need to eat. Like this is this solved. And it does, it solves it in that moment. Yeah. And it's funny how something like that can be a really big, um, I, I don't want to almost like a pattern too. If you're not paying attention to like basic human needs that you have, <laughs> that's mom, and then, then you think your business is the problem, but it's really that you're just not eating when you need to eat or drinking water, enough water or whatever. But um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, asking myself too, you know, how do I want to do this? Like, what do I want my kids to see as far as me running mm. my Like I, just cause I'm stressed out about money or, you know, logistics or whatever. Does that, is that really something that needs to be 
you know, for lack of a better term, taken out on them or, you know, I can feel the same way. I just don't need to channel it and like project it all into them just because I'm with them in that moment or, you know, most of the day or, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. And I, I love that you said channeling because it's like, you can channel that energy in another way. Um, and it doesn't have to be your kids or your spouse, right? <laughs> that's a big one. Really big one. Uh, that, that's what having, you know, coaches and mentors has really helped me with too, is not just having my husband be the person who I go to for emotional support, validation, whatever it is. Like it just, it, it, it has opened up so much for me to not have to, I don't want to say cry to him, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. not have to go to him or, um, or, or bottle it up. You know, there's other places I can get that kind of support that I didn't know was available until I had, you know, mentors and coaches and, and all yeah. that. Yeah, no, and my way too much on him before. Well, and not only that, but they want to fix everything. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, no, I I don't want you to fix this. Okay. I just want you to listen. And so I have now, I've started to preface, preface, preface. I can't even say the word now. Um, okay, babe, I, I want you to listen. Don't give me any insight. Just, can you just listen for a minute? Um, or what would you do in this situation? Right. Yeah. Like if I really want his advice, I'll say, what would you do? Um, but it's funny because they just, that's just their nature. They just want to help. They just want to fix it. Yeah. And you know, I love my husband for that, but I'm like, no, no, just stop. Yeah. And I've even caught myself trying to fix him. And so I've had to step back and go, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Does he want me to coach him here through this or just listen. Yeah. I've, I've gone so far as to ask him, Hey, do you want me to coach you through this? Or do you want to just talk it out? And he's I like, just, no, I don't need to be coached. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. I just, Brett and I did that on two days ago. We had, we had like a little date day and we were going into some stuff and I was like, do you want me to put my coach hat on right now? Or do you want me like, where do, where are we right now in this conversation? Am I your wife? Am I... <laughs> who am I? Like, what is the situation right now? Um, it's funny when you start noticing that it's really cool when you start noticing that. And then you can ask each other, what do you need from me right now? Or yeah. what do you want? Or where is this going? Is this just to vent or is this, do we want a solution here? Cause sometimes, sometimes they're fixing tendencies or their, their urge to fix can be really helpful, but then you have to also be willing to receive that too. So you can start right. noticing that then it's really helpful. Cause I, before I was, I never wanted to receive that. Mm. And now I'll find myself be like, oh, okay, I'm open to that. I can I can work with your your fix, you know, to the problem. And yeah, yeah, it's just an interesting dance when you're doing it with it is, uh, yeah. And especially when you become aware of it because you're like, do I want to take this personal and get pissed off at you, or should I just let it come into play? Right? Like, so my husband's active duty and he got back from deployment in March. And I remember I had like I've been very aware of my thoughts, like the internal dialogue that goes on in my head is someone would think I was crazy. Um, But I remember sitting at the dinner table and we usually go around the table every night and say three things that each of us are thankful for. And he had just come back to like four crazies, right? Because the baby was just over a year when he left and now she was 
walking, running, eating all the food, right? So big changes in the five months that he was gone. And I remember sitting at the table and I said, babe, what are you thankful for? And he goes, I cannot even. And in that moment, I wanted to get so angry at him because he wasn't involved in us the day he came home. And I, I remember talking myself off the ledge and going, he just got back. He's been a bachelor, basically a bachelor for five months. So let's put the brakes on here. Let's not get emotional. Let's pay attention. The fact that he's at the dinner table and he's using his words and telling me what's going on, right? And so it's, it's interesting when you do. It's so interesting when you get aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it's fun, really, because you're like, whoa, hold on. Is that really how I act? Is that what I usually knee-jerk reaction do? Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, definitely fun when that dynamic comes into play. So yeah. how do you and your husband find time together? Cause we've transpired into this conversation. Yeah, We, you know, we haven't been great about it if for, you know, since we've been parents, truthfully, we, it wasn't, we were so, uh, I want to say almost consumed with building our business. Um, in the beginning that it was honestly, like it was not a big priority for us. We would connect actually though. And now that I'm saying this, that's a lie, but <laughs> <laughs> started when we started our business we didn't know we wanted to start we didn't know we wanted it was it was literally probably within the week of us having that conversation that I mentioned about we moved in the house and looked around we put our house we bought our house put it back on the market within six months it we the market was great at that time so we didn't lose money thank god but it was um we we um dove into the book the miracle morning by Hal Elrod and it so we stopped watching TV. We were super like hardcore about it at the beginning. It totally evolved for us perfectly. But we were like, we woke up, we did all the things, the six things, you know. Um, and it was that was our that was our time together. In hindsight, we didn't have any like we didn't prioritize date date nights or anything mm-hmm. at that point or date days even. But that was actually our really our powerful time together to talk about what we wanted, what how we wanted to, you know, do not just business, but how we wanted to live our lives, like goals and dreams and all that. And, um, but as we were building our business, it, it became just not as much of a priority. And really in the last year and a half, again, we've really realized that that was missing in our relationship. And we've always talked a lot, like that's never been an issue, but Mm -hmm. just carving out space for for us to do other things other than just work on business together or even talk. I mean, we, we, we always end up talking about our stuff anyway, but just to go, you know, do, you know, just have dinner together, right? Like we've done a lot more of that and just to reconnect in you know, a non-robotic work environment has been really powerful for us. But um, the miracle morning, what that was kind of our version of that for a really long time, the early mornings that became like our date time. Um, and but again, you just, I think it, along the journey, you just check in. You're like, does this feel good? Does this work? Like, what do we need more of? Yeah. And we've been in a season lately of we need more time together and more fun together and more, um, you know, our neighbors just took the kids all day on this like, this last weekend. And that was so cool because it's not something that we've done a lot of lately. And so we're just, it's, we're just exploring what more of that looks like, you know, and letting the seasons of parenthood evolve just as much as the seasons of business uh, yeah. and, and life evolve. Yeah. And it's good that you're intentional or getting to be more intentional about that. Because I remember when my husband and I first started to make date nights a priority, 
we didn't know what to talk about. Like we literally sat there and talked about our kids and it was like, okay, this sucks. Like, can we talk about something else? And you know, now it's evolving. We do just did a date night on Friday and we biked the boardwalk and danced. I danced to live music. He sat there and laughed at me. Um, Dancing was involved. Right. Dancing was involved and great food. And, you know, so it's, it's about knowing, you know, what is within that envelope of your time together. So um, I've also been very conscious of it because both my parents are divorced. Mm -hmm. So I, I look at their, examples of being married and decide what I like and what I don't like. And I'm like, okay, we get to create this marriage our way. So let's find something we have in common. Um, And so that's been our big thing. Like what do we enjoy doing together? Uh, We tried dance lessons. No, mm -mm, that wasn't a go for us. Like we will not be competitive dancers at all. Right. Um, Dance lessons. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to relay that message to him. No expectations. Let's just go for fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did a group on for it. So the fact that he only did one of the three was totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was like, no, this is, this is not for us. Um, so we're, I mean, we're exploring other things, but yeah. And it's a, it's really, it's a fine balance and everybody's balance is different. Um, and that's one thing that I've seen my clients even beat themselves up for. Like, well, I don't have, you know, all this time with my kids. Well, maybe you thrive off of a shorter period of time with your kids. You know, not everybody wants to have their kids climbing on them 24 seven. Some of us enjoy it, but even, I mean, even though I enjoy my kids, they've got quiet time during the day. I have to recharge at some point. Um, And so, you know, everybody's balance is totally different Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. It's totally okay. That was always such a big part of mine is that I, I had no urge to start a business before having kids. Like having kids was the goal. It was the end goal. (laughs) And I was 27 years old. And then I was like, this is everything I've ever wanted. And I still want all the babies, but is like, is this it? Like there's more, like there's, I can't hit my biggest life goal at 27 years old and then have it be that, that be it. (laughs) So much in starting my business where it was like, I just wanted to have, like, I didn't want to ask for any help. I didn't want to, like, it was, it was so sick and twisted because I just wanted to be that good mom that I thought like I had to be in that box that I put myself in. And now I still don't work a lot. Like it's, I have, you know, a sitter for 10 to 15 hours max. And some of those hours are for our dates. Right. So that's not, (laughs) but it's like, and that is plenty of time for me to be away from my kids. And then to win so that when I'm with them, it's not, I'm not drained. It's, it's so, it's just just that balance for me in this season and giving it permission to evolve as my kids get older, as I have more, as we add to the family, you know, it's like, it's like not getting caught up in your expectations of yourself or other people's perfect balanced scenarios. Like everybody's got a little, like they need a little bit of, you know, a d- different ratio of time with your kids and time without mm-hmm. your kids. And having that be okay is, you know, yeah, we start a business as moms so we can have this flexibility, but it's okay to want to be away from your kids as much as you want to be away from your kids. And right. Because if you're there with them for however much time and you're happier and more fulfilled and you're showing up for them better, then 
that's the point. That's and the point. that's that's something too that I've just recently come up against because I'm wanting to start doing live events. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I really want to do live events, but what does that mean? Like, can I do that without feeling guilty that I'm taking away from my kids? And so my affirmation has been, no, when you do live events, you add to your kids because you know, let's say you decide to go do live events in California next year or something, right? You'll have the freedom to bring your kids and okay, you're on stage for an hour. Your kids will survive for an hour, right? <laughs> so that's been like, oh, that's actually really cool. Right, right. And so that's been something that I have started to to tiptoe around and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to just dive in head first because if I keep tiptoeing, it's not gonna happen. Um, because we just make up all these excuses and our kids are great excuses, right? Who's going to argue with a mom about their kids? No. Well, I do, but, and I'm sure you do now at this point too, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's a great way for us to avoid ourselves. A hundred percent. When in the reality is, is that when we embrace what we're called to do outside of motherhood, we're actually freeing ourselves. And I think that's what we don't, not necessarily that we don't even know. Sometimes we just don't want to admit because it's scary. It's different. It's scarier. It's, um, yeah, I love, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. And you, and you don't want somebody to be like, Oh my God, you're a bad mom for doing that. Oh, come on. Like we, we all mom differently. Yep. And so the fact that I have a date night regularly and I hire a babysitter to put my kids to bed. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Like, I've put them to bed 360 days out of the year. I think I can skip five of them, right? (laughs) I mean, it's more than five at this point. But I remember when my daughter was born, I hadn't spent a single night away from my son. Same. Same thing. Yep. And now we've spent quite a few nights away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But it's so so interesting how you're, like, stuck in that. and. And then as soon as you start freeing yourself a little bit, you're like, wow, this is actually good for everyone. Yeah. I'm actually a person outside of a mom. It's amazing. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. All right. Well, I know you've got stuff to do. I've got babies to get to. So we could could talk all afternoon about this. So (laughs) any final words, any words of wisdom from one mom to another? Oh my gosh. I think like the most powerful thing that I just love to talk about and to sink into for myself and with not even just clients, but like all my people uh, is just like the power of decision, right? I think just Mm. running a business, especially while being a mom, you have to make so many decisions and just checking in with those decisions and whether or not they support your vision and how you want to do this. And, um, also just deciding that you can, I think is it's oh, then it yeah. becomes not an option to, like you said, use your kids as an excuse or to feel guilty or to let that block you from doing what you want, which ultimately helps you embody more of what you want to be and how you want to show up as a mom. So the power of decision is my favorite thing. One of my favorite things to just jam out about. What about yeah. you? Uh, Last, my, my, Favorite would be uh, being authentic. Mm. So whether that's as a mom, whether that's as a wife, whether that's as a business owner or a person in general, um, you're, it's really powerful when you can step into fully owning yourself and be that crazy mom that you know rolls down the hills with her kids or yes, 
over the weekend, I was splashing through the puddles with my two-year-old. My husband was like, what on earth? Why is the baby all muddy? And I was like, we were playing in a puddle. He's like, you are just, okay, right? But it's taking that time to exploring my kids and being, you know, again, present with them, but being authentic to me, right? I used to resist being that kind of mom because I was afraid of how other moms would look at me. I had to be that Pinterest perfect mom. Um, And birthday parties were not fun for me because I would stress over making the cake and decorating it perfectly. I make some pretty damn good looking cakes back in the day. (laughs) But, you know, I stressed that the party wasn't fun for me because I was too much in that perfection mode that when I finally came out of it, not only did my kids get better, but I, I became a better mom because my energy was different. Mm-hmm. Um, and your kids just, oh my God, your kids feed off of your energy. And I could go down a rabbit hole with that one now. Um, energy readers ever. Like they, my kids have taught me so much about energy. Just, I'm like, damn, you're good. Yeah. My son, my son like has like a wink that he'll give my husband when he's like, mom's in a bad mood. Like wink, wink, careful dads, tread oh. gently. Right? <laughs> So good. It's so good to teach them that though, to tune into that and to yeah. embrace that. And yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And your, I mean, and your kids, God, they just, they give you what you need when you need it. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times my oldest daughter, especially I would be at my wits ends with them and she'd go, mommy, I go, what do you want? Right. And she'd go, I love you so much. And you're like, oh, fuck, right? Like ruined that way to be a terrible, crappy mom, right? It jolts you back to like- Oh my God, so quickly. It just, it's grounding. Like it just jolts you right back to where you're supposed to be. And you're like, well, that was ridiculous. Yeah, like it puts you back into perspective. Like, okay, what was I losing my mind about? Okay, they're kids, right? Exactly. They're going to be kids. They're going to make a mess the second you clean the house. Right. I love it. I love, I honestly, at the end of the day too, I love being a mom and running business at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Totally insane sometimes, but it's such a gift and it's such, um, it's such a powerful way to shine your light in the world in from starting at home and in, into the bigger picture of your community. And, you know, whether that's online or, you know, in person or whatever, it's just, I really love doing both at the same time. And, yeah. and it's, and, and I'm doing it for my kids. Yeah. Yes. I'm doing it for myself, but I'm doing it to show my kids what's possible. The front and the back probably. Yeah. All right, you guys, like we said in the episode, we literally could have talked for hours and we will probably do another episode again soon because I feel like we just scratched the surface here in this conversation and there's so much more that we could jam out about. So I would love for you to screenshot this episode, tag both Steph and I, me at Rochelle Bohannon and Steph at Overjoyed Mom and let us know that this episode spoke to you, that it gave you exactly what you needed today, that it helped you feel supported on this journey of you know navigating what it like, what it looks like to build a business while raising your babies. I don't care how many babies you have, whether you have one, whether you have five, whether you have 10, uh, support is everything on this journey. So 
I would also love to know if you have any questions for either of us, feel free to send me a message. Uh, like I said, we'll probably totally do another episode and I would love to have some specific questions, some specific things that have come up for you from this episode, from some of the stories that we shared, from some of the, you know, the background that we gave on both of our journeys. What else do you want to know from us? We would love to support you and to answer your questions and to really just be there for you as you are, you are yourself navigating this journey. So, uh, as always, I'm so, so grateful grateful for you and your support. I love when I see you tag me, tag me and in these episodes and I love when I get your feedback. So continue to let that feedback come in. As always, leave a review if this if this podcast is your, totally your jam. I would love to get it into the hearts and into the souls and into the ears of more people and specifically moms who need the support on this journey. I love you so much. I cannot wait to chat more and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope that this message was exactly what you needed and fills you up with focus and energy so that you can now take inspired, aligned action toward everything that you dream about. If you loved it, do me a favor and hop over to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And if you know of anybody who would dig this episode too, share the love. The more people who come into their soul's power with us, the better. Also, if you're craving more energy and connection, come hang with us on Facebook. Search The Chainbreaker Entrepreneur and join us as we support each other on this incredible journey. And finally, if you're wanting to know more about what it looks and feels like to work with me, head to rochellebohannon.com and schedule a breakthrough call. I would love to chat more with you about how I can help you find energy in the overwhelm and take your business to an incredible next level. See you next time.